Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Matt Lees and I'm joined by Chris Bratz. Hi there. Steve Burns. Hello. And Simon Miller. Yo. How are you all doing, chaps? I'm really tired. I'm a bit sleepy as well. Yeah, I'm worried that the energy in this podcast room isn't as pumped as it usually is. My energy is fabricated from coffee beans. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I was up till three in the morning trying to kill a mosquito. Just, I know. I, oh. It's a horrible, sad tale. Every night you just try and go to sleep and you hear the... <laughs> and you, just, you have to switch the light on and hunt it down. Yeah, I've been there. My big issue, attacks will just weigh off a nightmare. Man. <sighs> anyway. how, long, how long were you hunting this mosquito? About an hour and a half. Oh, God. Um, no, I, I mean, think I've been there with moths, and especially wasps. They're the worst. But I've been there. It's not a fun... What killed me the most was the moment where I first swung for it and I missed... Mainly because I didn't have the balls to jump properly. My housemate was asleep beneath me. Not literally beneath me. In the next and room, yeah, I yeah. jumped up and I went to hit it. And it just... I, I did a kind of soft jump because I tr- didn't want to land on my feet hard. Because yeah. I knew I'd make a loud noise. And because of it, I didn't quite get the height I needed. You whiffed it. I whiffed it. And I saw it fly off and then I lost it. And I knew at that point, I'm just like, oh God, it knows now. <laughs> it knows. Like, <laughs> the fight is on. It knows. It's like Carlito's way. You had the hunter's become it. the hunted. Yeah, it's like a video game almost. And on that note, actually, um, what have you been playing this week, Simon? I've been playing Remember Me. I've been uh, playing as well. Know, we played it together. Uh, it was a beautiful, a beautiful few hours. Uh, mm. Yeah, game by Don't Nod. Worst development company name in the history of the video <laughs> games. Uh, Capcom have picked it up. We all know the story. It's all out there. If you don't know it, just look it up. Interesting little Well, the story is interesting. I mean, I don't nod. I mean, the whole vibe I get from the studio is they're very much kind of like, yeah, screw the system, man. That's don't right, man. They're, too, they're, they're really cool French developers. Mm. Who know more J-Max. Who know more than us about video games. And what Pretty much, work, yeah. You know? um, but obviously the game got picked up by Capcom after lots of other people refused to pick it up because... Well, they said... Sony turned it down, didn't they? I mean, that's the big one. That Sony had the chance and they said, no, we don't want it. Yeah. And they, the studios say that that's because of the female protagonist. I think there's probably an argument there. I yeah. mean, maybe there are a few sort of publishing houses that feel that that's a problem. I personally don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite games this year was Tomb Raider. I think Sony um, are quite progressive at the moment as well. I think they are as well. They don't strike me as a, as a company who's ever sort of shied away from anything. And after playing the game, I would imagine the reason they turned it down is because it's back. <laughs> I think that's probably the more... I yeah. can imagine why Don't Nod would like to say, yeah, it's because of the female protagonist called Nilan. I just want to point out, why is she called Nilan? I mentioned this the other day, but now we have a bigger audience to listen to it. The two people that I can remember are Nilan and Edge. Why not Robert and Sarah? Why in 2084 have all normal names been outcasted? For stu- no one's called Nilan. No one's no. ever going to be called Nilan. No one's ever going to be called Nilan. Well, the language in that game really annoys me on a bunch of levels. Nilan... Uh, it drives you mental. The fact that the moves are called pressings. Yeah, I hate the fact they're called pressings. I found myself, and the problem is, it's not just a kind of like, I mean, a lot of people have picked up on, and I'll try and avoid using the word pretentious because a lot of people picked up on they really don't like that word, <laughs> yeah, even don't. though I think I am using it properly. <laughs> they really be, don't like the fair. word pretentious. I think I'm using it properly here, but anyway, I, I'll just go for confusing because I found the fact they called moves pressings and they had like S pressings. It meant that when... Um, S pressings. Yeah, it's a kind of <laughs> a, a compressed pressing that you drink to get a nice pick-me-up. Um, <laughs> but no, in the tutorial sections where it tells you how to play the game, these little screens pop up. This, it uses so much of its own language um, that it's just really, it's really confusing. It makes it, the whole point. It makes it confusing. It makes the player feel like they're not smart enough to know what's going on. Where in fact, it's genuinely it's just so poorly put together. Yeah. If they had said, "Build your own combos with the moves that you can learn throughout the game," I can understand that. But as soon as you say use art, it's like, like use your pressing sequences to create a customized pressing co- combination. And then it says, it's and like, the pre- and the pressings will expand as your com- your combo hub grows. That's not words. Yeah. Like you don't need <laughs> to have this gibberish in video games. No. If your game is good enough, 
the English dictionary will cater for what you need. Especially because the only actual, like, the combos are all pre-made. It's just you choose which moves go where. And it looks like, for the first couple of hours of the game, the only move difference you have is you have one move which just does damage, another move which does a slight amount of health regen. That, and then yeah. there's the, the two types of moves. I mean, there's the pretty more. You make in, in the presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Stop calling. I can't. The, the combat's just really bad. Basically, it looks like it's Batman combat from a distance, but when you play it, you're just like, it doesn't. It's not even fit to wipe. It's floaty. It's really floaty, really that's disconnected. The, that's the problem with the whole game, though. Like, be it when she's jumping around platforming, or even when you're just kind of following her from the third person perspective, nothing feels grounded. Everything feels floaty and in the air. You never feel like you're... I mean, the architecture and the world is awesome. It's really, really well done. The music's fantastic too. But she never feels like she's a part of it. No. She almost feels like she's been stuck in there for no real reason. Trying and to move it, around the world is a nightmare. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, like you said in your video, Matt, as well, that those orange... You have orange, like, indicators about yeah. where you're supposed to jump around. Good platforming games don't have that because mm. it's obvious, but they're so intent on sort of having these cinematic camera angles. They have to have it there. To, so you understand where you're going to go. And that just makes it feel like, you know, game by numbers. Which is fine, but when the combat is bad as well, and the story isn't particularly interesting, and the dialogue is poor, and the voice acting is poor, when you kind of take a step back, you're like, this just isn't a very good game. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It just really doesn't have anything going for it. And it's frustrating because, I, obviously, those of you haven't seen it, we uh, did make a video. Uh, it was quite simply called Remember Me Looks Like Balls. Um, just because I kind of wanted to get the message out there in a direct <laughs> fashion. That's the thing. What could we have said? Remember Me Looks Bad? It means the same thing. We yeah. just spun it a little bit. So there's just nothing a bit of fun. To, exactly. But lots of people are saying, well, I'm still going to buy it because it looks original and different. It's like, actually, you know what? It isn't original or different. It, this is actually so old-fashioned, yeah, really. I, I mean, agree. it's it's Blade Runner. When they showed the the original like kind of trailers for it, the big thing I remember taking from it wasn't the it wasn't a combat game. It was about you know getting inside people's memories and changing yeah. it. Yeah, you'd think that would. And that's you? why we start oh, the game. And what do we do first? Sorry, what do we do first when we get oh, into that game? Oh man, there's some bizarre opening sequence about someone's stolen your memories and therefore you have to go in a machine that takes you to the center of the earth or something. The memory machine. And then Edge, this idiot, comes on your magic tannoy, which is never explained, <laughs> and tells you to get in a coffin. And while you're in the coffin, he just explains the entire plot to you. He explains the entire plot to you while you're stuck in a coffin. He says, Captain Look. Exposition. Honestly, it is Lit so... Is mental. It is so bad. When we were playing it, I just turned to someone and I was like, they're telling us the exposition. <laughs> yeah. They're literally just having a character explaining what, what the backstory is. reading the directions. It is. The we all said this. It is like when you kind of do GCSE drama yeah. and you think, how we, we don't have any props. What do you do? I said, well, I'll go on stage and go, it's 1922 London. Yeah, that's it's it. on fire. <laughs> There's some awful people in the world and we're trying to get away. And then someone comes on and goes, oh, morning, love. And yeah. that's that's what it's like. Yeah. And you don't get any kind of that memory stuff for what? Hour and a half? Hour it's 20 like probably? A-level memory. And there's only four of those in the game apparently. I don't know if this well, is no, true. Well, no, maybe not. I don't know if this is true, but I found an interview online. Uh, and in that interview, it did say, from the developer of the game, they're one of the producers, there are only four of them in the game. Now, oh. I don't know... I can't remember where I saw it now, so I can't remember whether it's a reputable website or not. So if you are listening to this and you did that interview, I'm sorry for not sourcing you, but I genuinely can't remember. I interviewed those guys, uh, J-Max. J-Max. The, uh, the, I think he's the creative director. Uh, and he said that, um, and I voiced the same concerns, everyone's really excited about the, the memory remixing, but mm -hmm. at the same time, there is now a lot of combat, given a whole, I think it was pre-E3 last year or something, yeah. combat trailer. And he said, well, we'd like to use the memory remixing as kind of punctuation as the kind of set yeah, piece that you work right, to. Yeah. So uh, depending on how long the game is, that probably tallies. And I was sitting in watching you guys play it. And yeah, I, it reminded me a lot. Um, 
and not a direct comparison, but a bit of enslaved. Yeah. Where it had this, you know, the world is very well kind of designed. It looks really good. Yeah, it's good looking. But it, you know, it's, it's not as good as enslaved. But, you know, it's just like this is a one kind of a wonderful world, but the actual element of you, you playing it isn't solid at you all. You really get a sense, though. I mean, you really get a sense that it's been a game that has been driven forward by the art design mm. in the fact that it feels like somebody's just gone, okay, we've made the level, and then yeah. just passed it over. Rather than having that, because obviously a good game, you need to have that kind of back and forth between the artists and the designers, and this push of being like, well, no. The designers would say to the artists, well, it can't look exactly like this because yeah. it's not going to be clear where they have to go. And so clearly there's been a situation where the artists have been going, well, no, we're not going to change it. So they've gone, all right, well, we're putting these orange markers. Show yeah. us to go. And it just feels like the whole thing, it feels like there's a massive disconnect between the art and the game. It feels like the game is just yeah. something that happens to exist in this world and not very well. And we, let's not forget, you know, and I, I, I think there's no problem with a game being, you know, I hope that some people do like it and I hope that some people do hate it. Yeah. That's the most important thing with any kind of medium is that people fall on each other the fence and you have nice debates about yeah. it. Usually immature debates, but we'll get there. We've got plenty of time. But the fact that the one, the, the, one of the main places you go to is called the, the Leaky Brain. Yeah. The Leaky Brain. Because it's a game about it's memories. Memory game, Therefore, yeah. the pub has... Why can't it be called the Pig and Whistle? That's fine. Again, it's, the, it's stuff like that where I... For me, they're the telltale signs of this isn't this kind of intelligent, yeah. deep game we were all thinking it and was. that's it. And I mean, there have been a reaction for some people on the video and some pockets of the internet, especially on NeoGAF forums and stuff, where those guys can be a bit feisty at the best of times. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they've said, oh, why are you being so aggressive and down in this game? It's like, I'm not, really. The problem Just is, honest. I've been talking about this game for a while and I used to write previews for it when I was at OXM and I was very positive about it because it mm. sounded really interesting. But now I got to the point where yeah, I looked at it and played it and think this game is actually very good. Mm. It's my responsibility to then counteract and, that. And that's the thing as well. We played it together. Sounds a bit fruity. We played it together. <laughs> and you know, we did our thing separate of one another. And I wrote an article on it. And I, didn't, I was down on it. Not because you were down on it, because I saw it and I was down on the game. And I yeah. think if two people, you know, if 100% of the people that sat down and played that game walk away going, I don't like this, there's something there. And it's only right that we're honest and open this game comes out next month. But I it's think. fascinating though because I, I saw on this uh, on NeoGAF the, the person who posted this on NeoGAF um, had done it in response to a thread which I didn't know existed which was basically and it's an interesting point uh, basically saying that they should, they should buy Remember Me just because of what it stands for because it's a female protagonist well, it's a different setting and I don't really agree with that. Um, everyone should take their money and go by Mirror's Edge instead if you yeah, want to do that. Yeah, you know that's the thing is it's like Mirror's Edge was a really good game it was yeah. flawed slightly but I mean this just feels... And I don't know, people, a lot of people seem to be saying, yeah, but it's so different, and it's not. It's, no, it's Blade it's Runner. I mean, the thing, those memory sequences you mentioned, Chris, they are different. They are. They're cool, and They're actually. interesting, like and they're almost like miniature point-and-click things where you have to go through the environment using like a, a video player kind of function mm -hmm. where you rewind and find the sequences that you can alter called glitches and then decide the sequence they need to be in. Like, it's, it's a little bit formulaic, and it doesn't really require too much thinking, but they're fun. You know, they're actually quite engaging to figure out, well, which, how do I piece this together? And not only that, but what will happen when I do piece these things together. But if there's only four of them in the game, they don't take long. What, 20 minutes? I would yeah, say maximum. I mean, it. maybe well, the was, last one will take longer. To be honest, I was taking my time with it. I was sort of enjoying playing around with it. Yeah, yeah, I probably yeah, yeah. could have done it more quickly if I wanted to. That's the thing. I don't, I just, to me, if that's the main gimmick of your game, A, it should be brought to the fore quicker. Absolutely. And B, it should be more of it because I've played plenty of games when I've walked around platforming and doing combat. And then when I get to the thing that's interesting, if you then take that away from me quickly and then don't give it to me again, I don't understand the point of it. I mean, just the intro. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't think you need to uh, like apologize for it. If, if they've advertised this game as having these really cool memory sequences and there's just a load of 
subpar combat in between, which makes up most of the game. That's you've just drained all the excitement I it had did, for remember. Yeah. It did feel like a, when we first started that game, I, I felt like I, I felt my heart sink because I was quite hoping. I really hoped that the game would be cool, and yeah, it no. felt like a proper bait and switch when it's like I'm underground fighting mutants. I'm just, oh, the enemy design like, as well. Why am I just punching mutants? Like this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah, right? it's like if you're going to do that. Just make the combat feel real heavy and like you know considered, and you feel like you're a badass. I mean, like it, it wasn't a par on par with Batman, but obviously Batman is up there with the best of them. But then that's I, my favorite. I was thinking games. about it; it's not even as good as uh, like Sleeping Dogs, which is like a kind of Batman light, but still pretty good. Mm. But combat in Sleeping Dogs is awesome. I can imagine it wouldn't be because it, it, it just didn't feel good. Like, it did not no. feel good, and I don't like. I mean, if you want to build your own combos, that's cool. But I'd much rather people just gave me a load of cool combos to begin with. Like, I've never been a big fan of you get more as you play. I'm much like, here's all your shit, go nuts. Oh, cheers. Awesome. <laughs> but it's not even that. It's the fact that, you know, if the combo mechanic was really cool, then we'd all be behind it. But it's not. It just no. feels like something else you have to do that isn't very good. And that's kind of, you know, that sums up, remember me. It's a load of little things. One really good thing that you don't get a lot of. And everything else is ideas that haven't really come together very well. Yeah, it just feels like clearing up shop. Again, we keep saying this all the time, but it feels like another one of those games where it's like somebody's gone, well, it's pretty much done. We can't release it on next gen because it's going to look so rough. Yeah, Let's just get it out of the door and see what happens. And I get the impression that nobody's expecting massive things from it. But it's yeah. disappointing. It is disappointing. And I, do, I, don't want to I want to stand behind our, our video and our article mm -hmm. and say, you know, I know it's a preview, but honesty and opinions are something that everybody can have more of. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, if something's not good, we should be the people saying it's well, not very I think good. especially for games like that where um, yeah, where people, people like me, I th was really hopeful. You know? Yeah, I was, I was looking forward to it and I stuck my neck out a bit before we, uh, before you guys put it on and I came into the room and I was like, I interviewed the guys, you know, they obviously they believe yeah. in the game and from what I've seen so far, the, the memory remixing stuff, I was like, you know what, I'm looking forward to, I was like, you know what, I don't think it will be as bad as it, you know, people are saying. 20 minutes later, just... <laughs> we were laughing at know, it. You know, just mean. like, oh, and, and that is, is the more of a kind of disappointment. One thing I would say about it, though, from what I've seen, is that it's one of those games where if it does sell quite well, yeah, um, it could be a situation, and, you know, this probably won't happen, but it could be a situation where they've had some good ideas and a good world, but the execution's lacking. And if they get a sequel, mm -hmm. maybe they'll remedy that. The main, the yeah. main example... I don't know. I mean, I think the problem with this is it's like the, the, the issues with it are so like, deeply rooted. Mm. Like the script, the characters, the story just seem terrible. Well, that's the, the thing is when, you're, when I'm clinging to that as kind of my hope for yeah. a sequel... <laughs> but you, you see games where they have really good ideas and they just execute them so poorly. Yeah. And I mean, the only, one time where a sequel has been has actually done it is the original the sequel to the original Hitman where the original Hitman had this cool world yeah, cool true. character really cool idea well, yeah. and it was it was buggy and it turned into a shooting game and suddenly in Hitman 2 they went actually we know what we're doing now but yeah when I've got all I've got for Remember Me is is well the sequel might be good you know, you know you're in trouble and that, yeah. I think that qualifies but, us coming out and saying you know, don't just rush out That's because the of the idea. And the, any idea is powerful. Yeah. And even know. if you do get this game, if you're intent on buying it, you buy it and you like it, honestly, that is the, That's best, fine. That's cool. that is the best thing that can happen. But all we can do is play the things that we're given. Exactly. And rather yeah. than just give you a list of bullet points like you do this, tell you, but here's what we genuinely think. Because that's you know, the that's, worst, isn't it? I, you know, when you, you read previews and, you know, the unwritten rule used to be, where you know, getting away from it. But the unwritten rule in video game journalism was 
well, it's a preview, and no matter yeah. how much you've played, you can't really say it's bad because it might turn around. It's out next month, it's not going to turn around. There's no around. point in talking about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think it's out next month. This, is out, this game is out, as we record this, it is out in about four yeah. weeks' time. They're in, if not finished, they're in polishing stage. It's yeah. got to, this well, is the it's game. It's got to be essentially come, going out the door yeah. in seconds of me saying this sentence. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. And I guess that's the point I'm trying to drive at, actually, is obviously, you know, when you do go to videogame.com and you read our previews and you read yeah, our stuff like it. this, yeah. like, just bear in mind that we're not attacking games for fun. And that was actually one, the one thing with some mm. of the feedback to this video that really kind of I found frustrating was this idea that I was just having a go at a game for fun, for yeah. fun or no. just to draw attention to myself. Because, and, no, we're trying to help people. Exactly. You know? And this is probably a bad comparison because I know everybody goes nuts about it. But, you know, we went, we got excited about GTA. And I know it's GTA and Rockstar. Well, everyone does that. But no, not that at all. We got excited about GTA because it looked awesome. Therefore, we let our natural excitement as video games come. The same with this. Yeah. We wanted this to be good and it wasn't. So just as we're going to tell you GTA 5 looks really good and you should be excited, we're going to say that Remember Me does not look good and you should probably... Take yeah. your time before you make the decision. Well, that's it. We, don't, we, we, it, we honestly don't, we don't want to tell people what they should and shouldn't buy because mm. I think that's a really ugly uh, method that a lot of people yeah. in journalism do. You have to buy this. But I'm oh, the man on the mountain. Just a case of like, you know, if you see one of our videos saying caution, you read a preview on our site, website, being caution, just we don't, mean it. Just We do mean it. Yeah. We're not having a go. It doesn't help us. It doesn't serve us in no. any way to just go out there and it often and potentially gets us in lots of trouble <laughs> so we're, we're putting our neck on the line to tell you the truth um, so, but yeah but bottom line is just be a little bit cautious yeah, with don't, yeah, don't get your money that's out your it. wallet until you've seen some reviews maybe exactly that's not a bad idea but anyway we have been playing some fun stuff this week haven't we Chris what have you been up to I'm starting to dip my toes into the universe of EVE um, EVE Online through Dust 514 which comes out next week uh, that's the uh, shooter on uh, the PlayStation Network. Yes, it is. And I, yeah, it's... It's fascinating, isn't it? It's got one of the coolest ideas I've heard of in a long time. The guys at CCP have obviously just sat down and said, wouldn't it be cool if this crazy online universe we've created, when we, you know, when you're battling over these planets, that you could have people on the ground fighting for you? And so they did it. And I, you know, applaud that. Um, how good Dust 514 turns out being, I'm still not sure. Um... But what a cool idea. The way it's... I mean, I don't know how, how much they've implemented for the first wave, but I heard about it being stuff like you could have somebody hiring a small army to go and attack a planet base, mm -hmm. but then you could have another, another actual ship controlled yeah. in EVE, which starts bombarding the planet yeah, to pretty kill good, them. pretty good, isn't it? You fight over um, the orbit of the planet, and if you've got ships um, that are allied with the, the guys on the ground, you can bombard, yeah, and it's supposed to be devastating when that happens. Um, <laughs> I imagine. And... Yeah, I, I just love that that's, that's a possibility. It seems insane. And I mean, they also talk about being almost like assassination missions as well, of being able to like, I don't know if they're, when they'll add that, because that sounds mental. That is cool. I think the idea is great. I think it's really, really good. I mean, how, the execution, I don't know if it's going to work, but it is, you know, so, it's so nice to see a developer actually trying to do something different rather than your mm. kind of same mm. old, same old. Succeed or fail, I'm really excited about it. Is this because it's one of the most important games in the world? Oh, <laughs> See, we, yeah. Don't be so facetious. This is, that, that's, yeah, that's harsh. I'm I, only joking around. The idea, the idea is saying. very, very interesting. And I think that, I don't think they'll get it right this time, but I think it's a kind of an important step. The, I mean, just getting, but the thing, my problem would, would be is that 
I can't organize three other players for Left 4 Dead. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You know, for 50 or you know, however many. In That's such a good so, point. However, it does seem like one of those steps where, you know, you get asymmetrical multiplayer or whatever, which is essentially what it is. And I just think that, you know, if it really takes off, this is what I mean by important, if it does take off in years to come, people will look back and go, oh, Dust was trying these things. Yeah. And yeah. maybe if even yeah. if it fails hard, someone will look at it and go, Okay, this is what we do. I wouldn't be surprised if Destiny's doing something similar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think Destiny's got a lot. I know Bungie always talk about their MMO stuff, but I think Destiny's going to come out and be really heavily dripped in that kind of... Yeah. That kind of... Because I think you're right, though, Steve. I think what worries me about Dust is the idea that it's like... What you need is... That Eve needs them. Eve needs the shooter players mm. more than the shooter players need them. Yep. Yeah. So it's like you need to do this. You need to have like loads of FPS players who are willing to come and do it. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what's in it for them? <laughs> like, what's in it for the when people? They're rocket jumping and team killing. <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels like you know you. I need all these people to come and help me do this. It's yeah. like, well, what, why should I? It's like, almost like oh, you, because it'll be cool. You yeah. just want them to like license like the Halo Four multiplayer or yeah. something, don't you? Just to encourage people to then to then go and do it. I, yeah, I think there is a little bit more of an incentive on Eve's side of things um, than Dust. Actually, if no, of you, course, because you can make money, which is worth real money. So actually, if you're a good FPS player in Dust, then you can. Yeah, I, d I don't think they've they've implemented that quite. Yet. That is one yeah. of the grand ideas. The, one of the things I'm excited about with Dust is that um, Eva just had their 10th anniversary, the big fan fest and everything. They're talking about Dust having a 10th anniversary. They want they want it to continue, which you'd imagine means onto next-gen platforms at some point. Yeah. And they want to keep it going alongside Eve. And they're a, you know, they're a team with enough money to do that. And they're yeah. one of the few that have the universe and the resources to actually... For a really stupid and actually, idea. like in terms of kind of attracting that hardcore shooter market, like the old school guys and you know, people, who, the sort of people who used to get into Counter Strike, as developers, they might be the perfect kind of playground for them. Because yeah. I love how distant the Eve guys are. I love when yeah. all these scandals happen in Eve, and it's like <laughs> these guys just stole like fifty thousand pounds worth of real money from these guys. What are you going to do about it? And they're like, we're not going to do anything about it. It's yeah. not our problem. Yeah. Like, I'm not the borough. Yeah, they literally they're just like we're not the bank. Like. Because they don't, they're not. That's because they're detached cool, from yeah. the system. When things happen, they're just like it's not our responsibility. Because it's like a self-contained world. Very strange beast. I don't really understand it. If I'm completely but, honest, not many people do. I mean, I don't. I've been talking with some some guys uh, much more experienced with Eve and Dust. We're going to do a bit of a video feature on that. I'm looking forward week. to that. Yeah, you're kind of just chatting to some yeah, of the experts. Yeah, so just being like, find out about it. So Eve, what's all that about? <laughs> what is but, it? Yeah, but just listening to uh, how passionate these guys get about those stories and. For a lot of people, Eve is a game that's more interesting to read and hear about than play, and I'm definitely one of those. So I love sitting down with these people and just kind of chatting about it and hearing their big ideas for what Dust could eventually be ten years down the line. And yeah, I, I, I'm. This is this is one of those videos I'm really excited to be working on just because. Oh, yeah. When, when's that likely to be online? It should be Tuesday when Dust goes. Tuesday. Why is it called okay. Dust Five One Four? Well, the Five One Four it's going out on the Fourteenth of May. Um, so obviously the American version five one four. Yes, on the seventeenth for us. Thanks, yeah. you ruined the title. That's not real. That's not true. They I, didn't work the release date into the title. I, no, I no. I think that was that just happened to be okay. Right later down the line, which I think and is dust. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Actually, okay. it's Eve. What, what's, on a postcard. What, why, why Eve? I guess because <laughs> it's like a garden. 
Eden, Eden, in space. <laughs> well, I suppose it is like Garden of Eden, a new world. Yeah. And actually, they pulled that one off. I reckon when somebody was designing it, they'd be like, oh, it's because it's like the Garden of Eden. There'll be a whole new world with an ecosystem and an economy. And people were like, yeah, whatever, dude. Make your space of game. <laughs> and then they went and made Remember. And now they no, went. <laughs> and they made it. No, I'm excited by that. Actually. I'm excited. I like the concept. I don't really get Eve, but I'll definitely, I'll, I will use your video, yeah, Chris, I've got the video to just get for involved. You, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you can be like, oh, wow, well, that's about Eva's. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be one of those guys with a pipe. Yes. I know all about Eva. I know about it. I watched a video on the internet, actually. <laughs> Therefore, I am more qualified than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun times, fun times. Actually, something I played, um, I can't talk about exactly yet, but I can briefly say that uh, I, tr- I tried the new Borderlands 2 DLC, the final ah, one. Yeah. It's very exciting. I'm allowed to tell you that it's, the name of it is like Tiny Tina's Dungeon something. And, uh, and is it, it dungeon something I'd much prefer if it was no, it's not but um, I'm the, I can't really tell you about the general gist of it but uh, it's really cool it's yeah. one of those things that sort of revived my faith in Gearbox and revived my faith in video games well, a little it bit would kind of sit, I mean, if you look at Gearbox as long as it's their own IP they yeah. seem to do it justice when it's yeah. not their IP or something is given to them then they kind of seem to flake a little well, bit. Well, actually, that I had a really the... interesting chat with the Vice Prez of... Uh, Vice Prez? I keep talking Vice about... Prez, baby. Stop <laughs> abbreviating these words. I know. Ever since I made that Lara Croft Gapier it video, it's sort, of, <laughs> it's sort of like ingrained itself in my brain and I can't stop doing it. Totes. Totes, babes. Um, but yeah, I had a really interesting chat with him. And again, I probably can't talk about that yet, but keep an eye on the website because we will put up a story about that, I'm, I'm sure. We've got something going up tomorrow, right? About some Yeah, it, right? tomorrow. Well, I can there talk about that. I know. Well, we can, um, okay. That's the new character class stuff. So yeah, the new character class for Borderlands 2. We can have a little video about that tomorrow. That's sort of known. He's called Krieg and he's a psycho yep. and he's got a big axe. Nice. It's really fun. Really fun. I'll, I'll explain why it's really fun and about the skill trees and stuff tomorrow. So do keep an eye on the website for that. But um, yeah, I mean, they've, just, they've released a new character class for it, which is again, just awesome fun. Yeah. And the new DLC is awesome. I really just, I think Gearbox are in an interesting situation. And again, what I'll probably actually do a video about, instead of just talking about the DLC, um, when the embargo breaks towards the end of the month, I might just do one about Gearbox. Because they're, they're really weird. It's Maybe, like, yeah. they're in an odd position right now and they could either well, make or break. that Homeworld thing, going back a few weeks, is interesting. Yeah. Because if you want to take an IP that you're not allowed to screw up yeah. under pain of death, good grief if you picked the right... You think it was bad with Aliens... You go screw up Homeworld. I think <laughs> you, they know you that. see what happens. I think they know that. I mean, yeah. the, the vice president guys, I can't remember his name, I'm so terrible. But his comments, uh, when I asked him about that sort of thing, were really interesting. Um, and obviously we'll put them on the site. But but also it was almost his, not just his comments, it was his, his facial reaction. I could yeah. tell there was a tangible sense of embarrassment about aliens. That's good. And, and that be. is really good. Yeah, they should be. And, uh, Same often, with Duke Nukem. It's not really yeah. their fault, Duke Nukem. Well, Duke Nukem, there didn't seem to be much remorse. It was no. like, Randy, ah, people don't, people want hamburgers made of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like they've maybe learned their lesson a bit more this time. Well, that'd be interesting. I'd say, I think as long as Gearbox, like, I thought the Brothers and Arms games were okay. I thought the first one was okay. Then they lost, a kind of way, they lost their way a bit. So I just think as long as they're doing their own stuff, maybe that's what they've learned. Maybe that's what they've learned. I don't know. We'll yeah. find out. Who knows? What have you been playing, Steve? Oh, I've been playing something very up to date. It's uh, <laughs> Resident Evil 2. Yeah, but on a Vita, ah, though. So yeah, that's yeah, I've been playing it. Resident Evil. Yeah, I um, bought it because uh, I've been traveling a lot and just playing it on trains. And it, yeah, there's, it kind of reaffirmed my belief that Resident Evil 3 is in fact, uh, well, I think it's a better game. Um, in that it speaks to what I want from Resident Evil a bit more. But you just, I was playing it, I was like, this is really accomplished. Like, 
there's you know you get the A and B scenarios, so you complete the game, and it's like yeah. you've not completed anything. Like, what? And then you go and play like the real scenario with the other character, uh, and it, that gives you the true ending, and you know it remixes where the items are and where you come into the world and and all that sort of stuff. And it's just it's such a satisfying game, Resident Evil Two. I actually think it falls away towards the end when you go into the standard. No, I'm in the sewers. Mm. Now I'm in the um, in the lab, oh, there's always a lab. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I was thinking, you know, I, I was so excited for this coming out when I was a kid. And this is how excited I was. I actually Did thought you to myself... you playing this game when you were a kid? Um, no. no. <laughs> but I actually thought to myself, this was a genuine concern. What if I die before it comes out? I was so excited. <laughs> Resident Evil, the original, was my favourite game. Like, I read everything. Like, if I had a little, like, what res- if I die? I actually, well, I was, you know, 14 or something. You'd or have so. much bigger problems. <laughs> well, no. You don't when you're 14. When I was 14, no, I guess, in, yeah, in yeah. the summer, like, oh man, I, I can't wait, you know. But I was playing it and I was like, this is, and I completed it in two hours and 44, which is actually quite slow. Not know. when you were a kid. No, 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 I, the other day. Yeah. And yeah, it's, um, it's it's a wonderful game. I do think it, it you know falls away. And I do think Resident Evil 3 is better because Resident Evil 3, for me, delivered more on the promise of, oh, you'll be running around a city. Because the only time you're actually running around a city in Resident Evil 2 is the start. You run yeah. into a police station, then you're, in a, then you're in a sewer, then you're in a lab. But in Resident Evil 3, there's running battles. It's more like Left 4 Dead. Like you go, you know, from the... You go back to the police station, you start in coming out of a hotel... You run into, you know, like a newspaper office and have to jump out of there. You're on a, you know, on a cable car and a clock tower. That's why it's my favourite. And you're always being chased by the uh, by Nemesis. And it feels more like a Terminator movie. It feels like you're on the run. Yeah. Whereas in, in Resident Evil 2, I just thought to myself, why don't I just kind of hang out in this police station yeah, for a little while? Yeah, this seems quite safe now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just, Make I a just home stay here. here, you know. <laughs> and But again, it just, it made me think about Resident Evil 6. And I just thought, oh, I mean... The gunplay is so satisfying in Resident Evil 2. Even though it's pretty static, you raise gun and fire gun. But like, it's just so good. <sighs> All the elements Resident Evil 6, man. But, and, then, and then I was like... I still oh. haven't played Resident Evil 6. I, is it worth me playing? I wrote... A, I, first half of the Leon campaign, yes. I played the first like eight hours of that for preview. For, it was one of the last previews I wrote for XM and I absolutely slated it. Mm. I, I split the preview up into three parts for each campaign and explained why they all, in my mind, failed fundamentally to do anything good. I hated it. I there you it go, Capcom. Appalling. Um, I thought it was a horrible mess. And a perfect example, it was like the the first time I saw this was prototype two. This this weird thing of games being almost polished too much and not having anything good underneath. And it let me left me feeling really, really cold. But then Resi 6 felt like the absolute epitome of that and the fact that they tried to make a game that was 50 hours long and that's what they'd gone in mm. to do. That's what I don't understand about Resident Evil 6. Why is there so much to it? Why? Why? They because $60. And, but no games seem to care about that. So why did Capcom? Well, no, I think they do, though. This is the problem. Actually, I, I, I guessed it on the weekend on a podcast called Gonzo Planet, I think, about it was a specific, really kind of in-depth discussion about Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. It's kind of retrospective. And uh, one of the things I was saying is like, I, I liked Bioshock Infinite, but I always wish it hadn't been a big-budget AAA game. I think if it had been a smaller game, a downloadable one, maybe it would have been better. Like, it might not be as pretty, but maybe more focused and less kind of fluffed. But I don't know. I mean, that, that's a different discussion. But with this in particular, it's so obvious that it's literally like, it, the problem, it's, it all boils back to retail of going, how do you justify people having to spend 60 yeah, bucks, 40 quid? Multiplayer and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You need to give them a lot. And it just means that they had like four or five studios working on Resi 6, mm. right? Making different bits. And what you get is this patchwork monstrosity that doesn't really feel coherent, doesn't feel cohesive. 
and just doesn't f- have any flavour. It feels like um, one of those essays you used to write at uni where you'd have said everything that you wanted to say in 500 words. Yeah, and then you just yeah, ramble. 1,500 left. You're like, well, mm. my conclusion's 300 words, I reckon. <laughs> but that's how it felt to me. Yeah. And it's just like, now I've got to say the same thing again, but in a different way. And it's just not cohesive. And I think if you look at GTA Five, they're like, right, so we're going to have three characters. You know, there's a similarity there, three characters. But... Instead of just you know partitioning it, they're in the same world. Yeah. They operate yeah. under the same rules with the same, well, not exactly the same, but essentially the same abilities. And Resident Evil Two did that really well. Two characters, A and B scenario. You finish one, you go into another character's B, where elements from A have influenced B. Whereas in this one, it's just like, and they did they did try and stitch the worlds together. Yeah, you got like Leon's bit isn't scary. Action dude, Chris, just like stupid gun stuff. And then the third guy, oh, he can kick things. It's like, this is rubbish. Yeah. Like, it was just like, what have you been doing? And what really annoys me about Resi 5 and Resi 6, and I enjoyed Resi 5. Oh, I liked Resi 5, you I liked it. It I was really liked nonsense. I loved it when I'll people said it was, it was racist, just... and it wasn't. It was just oh. massively ignorant. Oh, yeah, but I just, I just thought that it's so much fun to shoot things in that game. I just really it's enjoyed shooting things in the head. I liked Resident Evil 5 a lot. No, I did. Oh. I had a lot of fun playing with my housemate, co-op. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nonsense, but <laughs> it was good fun. That's the thing, I enjoyed it. I couldn't actually remember what actually happened, but I remember going through it. And, you know, it's one of the few games I finished it, and I got unlimited um, Magnum ammo. I spent that game shooting things in the head, and I was like, this is great fun. <laughs> this is really, really good fun. But I, mean, I haven't played six, and I don't know why, and I don't really want to after this it's conversation, too big. I'm honest. It's, I don't want oh. to sit down a game. It's like a massive turnoff. <laughs> it's like somebody, like it's like being on a first date with someone and saying, "Oh, obviously after my fifth marriage," and you just go, "What?" Well, I gotta go. You just there's something about it when somebody goes, "Oh, do you want to play this game?" What is it, Resident Evil Six? Oh, I love Resident Evil Four and Five is all right. What's it like? And they go, "Well, it's fifty hours long." And I just go, "Get out!" <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't need to be that long. What was Resident Five like? Ten. As and Resi 4 was about 12, 14, yeah. that's fine. I mean, especially because you look at Resi 6, which is just like fluffed up like a souffle. And then <laughs> Resi 4, it's not a bad, like, think of oh. a bit in Resident Evil 4 where it sags a bit. And just, I can't think of one. It's just like... Even bits I don't like in Resident Evil 4, like when you first enter the castle, because I was like, oh, brilliant, oh. here's another mansion. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, no, there's a dragon breathing fire. It's a mechanical dragon, don't worry about it. Or now I can go and shoot uh, targets with the merchant for, like, bolt caps or shoot bolt caps. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, I finished Resident Evil 4. Oh, wait a minute, what's this? Oh, this, this little sub-game looks good. Oh, the mercenaries. I'll play oh, that. This is brilliant. Oh, wait a minute, that's better than every other fucking game ever made. And it's just some freebie on the end of the best game ever made. But it was just so refined. There was no, there was no fluff. There was yeah. no waffle. Totally lean. Just um, run, go, 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 and it just you just go on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I, think, I wonder if it's just like uh, publishers listening to too much on like the hardcore fanboys and forums saying we want more. When actually, I guess most people just want a good game, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's yeah, weird. It I, seems so excessive in comparison. It's not even just a little bit more. They've just tripled the game. Yeah. Right? yeah. Kick the arse out of it. How did they end up Three games in one. It's like a fucking JML deal (laughs) or something. (laughs) This deal is not available in shops. (laughs) I will play it still, though. That's weird. I mean, that's the power of a brand, right? Obviously, I'm not that excited about it because it's been almost a year and I haven't played it. Yeah. But I still will eventually. That's the problem. You'll play it, but they won't get any money from it. That's true. I'll borrow it from someone. Play the demo. (laughs) I played the demo and realized I just wouldn't enjoy it and I missed all of this. It just felt really locked in the past. The The bit of which I literally just glared into the eyes of Resident Evil 6 and said, fuck you, <laughs> was at the start of Leon's Resident campaign. I did. I just, I literally, I think I stood up and swore at the game. Was Because uh, I'd just been playing The Walking Dead before that, which was really obviously just very, very, very different sort of game. But I kind of thought, okay, back into it. I'm in the zombie mindset. I am 
Leon Kennedy, a man who has survived zombie-type apocalypses twice, right? He's been faced with this situation twice already. That's pretty rare. I can't think of anyone else who's had that on his CV. However, as soon as things get fruity and there are dead people and there are clearly zombies, I'm walking past these corpses on the floor and my instant reaction as somebody who has faced a zombie situation many times myself is to shoot them in the head. So I see a corpse on the floor and I go, right, shoot it in the head. Shoot in the head, the bullet goes through the head through into the floor. It does not even register that that is an object in the world. And I end up wasting loads of my minimal ammo um, doing this because I keep instinctively shooting corpses in the head thinking it's going to get up. But then, of course, it gets to a point in the story where it goes, yes, they are zombies now. They are. Mm. So you walk back through that area and they all get up and start clawing at your feet. And it's just like, just because... And that's video games. It's, it's properly, it's like, it's video games at their worst of going, we want to make this scenario pan out like this. Do I get an input into this scenario? No. But even no, Resi it's going to happen like this. Resi 2, there are zombies on the floor and you know that they're not dead because they don't have the, the blood coming out from underneath them. It's just a shadow. So you just go, bang, and it goes, ooh, yeah. another two shots, and you go, yeah, see ya. Walk past it. <laughs> you don't, you know, or you, you know. Resi 6 just wants to hold your hand. It's like even yeah. the way that the look camera... Look at this, look at this! Yeah. Ah, zombies! Ah! I know, yeah. I know. I know. But that's it a lot so of obvious. games though, isn't it? Like, it is. That's just, that is games. That is, for whatever reason, f- why they like to do. A friend of mine has been replaying uh, Deus Ex, the original, and uh, he has been blown away by it. Because um, I don't think he played it originally, but he kind of, is, you know, uh, picked it up recently. And he's like, I can't believe this game. And Deus Ex is obviously an extraordinary example. But he's like, I cheated to get off the first level. And then two hours later, I'm speaking to someone. And they said, well, we've not forgotten that you didn't do your job on the <laughs> island. And he went, what? It's <laughs> like, amazing, yeah. Just, I, I remember Deus Ex as well, while we're talking about it. First time I played it, was it Anna? That the woman, that yeah, I, I was getting so pissed off with her, so I, I just went, Oh, fuck you! I shot her in the head and killed her, yeah. And I thought it would just be like, Game over, no. And it just went, Okay, no game's ever done it since. Went, You're dead now, no. Like, oh, this is the greatest game ever made, you know. It's, it's just, it's so good, and that, that's the thing is why it seems like games have, have become more obsessed with showing you things. And I think it's like maybe in the same way that with Hollywood, um, they have like 3D artists who are purely, they end up making films so they can give the 3D art world work. So they have loads of CGI in films just to keep these people in Mm -hmm. jobs. I wonder if the same thing happens in games with cutscenes and sequences. I do always get upset when if somebody I'm with dies, it means game over. I hate that. I mean, you know, some games, it probably should be like that. But not all games. Like, I want a little bit of freedom. That's, that's freedom to me. I don't mind if you take me down a linear path. But if my mate dies, let him die. Yeah. Let me carry on. Have like a, have a branching path. Like There must be some way to do that. That's interesting. It's even like, I remember talking to one of the Halo guys at uh, Halo Fest last year. <laughs> yeah, don't Halo Fest. Why I was at Halo Fest. I don't even know about Halo. <laughs> I do now, after fucking Halo three days of 20 hours. Halo's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> He's a really cool man. My favourite Master Chief is the green one. Um, but there's this bit where... You could see, and they talked about how they've made this amazing ship, this section, the ship blowing up in the sky in the distance and collapsing. And they realized that they put it in such a position that like nine out of ten times, people didn't even see it because it was just something happening in the silhouette of the distance and people were having a gunfight. And they realized they spent so long doing it and that like yeah. nobody was going to see it. But you know what? They just thought, screw it. Because some people will see it. And it'll be more important to them. It'll be more important yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Resident Evil 6, what it kept doing was it kept going, look! And it kept literally forcibly, without any warning, pointing the camera at stuff as if to go, 
look at this explosion we made. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Like, stop showing me helicopters crashing and stuff. I'm trying to shoot things. <laughs> uh, we all know like, helicopters crash in games. That's all they do. It's so you- fundamental disregard for the player. It's like, you're just here on a roller coaster. Like, come with me. What do you want to do? I don't care what you want to do. Come with me. Look at this explosion we, we made. We know best. And it, like, Resi 2. So you start the game and it says, go on then. It doesn't say, oh, you've got to go and get this item and put it in here. Like, I played it on live stream, fucking rubbish, because I haven't played it in years. And I was like, I don't, I play, I've completed this game in like under an hour and a half or something crazy before. Don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Oh, you've got a precinct key. What door does it open? Go and work it out. You know, you've got a gun, it's got 10 bullets. Don't shoot all the bullets. Well, will I get any more? No? You can go back further than that. Zelda, the ultimate game. Here's a sword. Go do whatever you want. Yeah. That's it. You can go to Last Dungeon yeah. first if that, you want. That feeling of just being able to do whatever you're like, yeah. that's why I love GTA. You get off the boat, you do a little bit of tutorial, you're like, oh, here's how to drive a car. And then he goes, fuck off then. And you're like, oh, my dear, you can get in the plane, I can fly I would, oh, I can I, swim and I can do I, what I would play a game straight away if at some point it went, fuck off. Yeah. Mission, <laughs> fuck off then. <laughs> All right. They could actually do that in GTA, couldn't they? They could, they could have a character that goes, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised they don't do that in Blood Dragon, actually. Isn't that the type of game that would just. Oh, while we're talking about Blood Dragon, this is the thing that irritated me about it. I believe we talked about it, Matt. Is that it's like, hey, we're taking the piss out of tutorials. Yeah. You still got the tutorial, <laughs> and it's just it's handholding, but with the with the, you, you know, can't have your cake and eat it. Exactly. With an aside to, hey, but we're taking the piss. It's like I know that due to various like technical requirement checklists, now you have to have that sort of shit or something like that. Yeah. Otherwise, the platform holder goes, how will the people that play our games know how to fire a gun? But at the same time. Rubbish. Yeah, they make jokes about it. Like, yeah. oh, this is a stupid tutorial pop-up. Lol. Yeah. And then goes, hold RB to cook grenades. It's like, <laughs> well, no, you can't You can't do both. You can't yeah. you can't if be cooking it. If that game had just started with the words fuck off, you would have loved it. I know you would have loved Nine. that start. Nine. <laughs> yeah. Should have been, someone, someone in our comments said, um, oh, I didn't like it for, you know, because um, it was too stupid. And I was being down. I was like, no, it's not stupid yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the impression I get. That's the problem with it. And it's just Far Cry 3, which is obviously good, but it's been it's just reskin. It's like the old total, total conversions used to get, you know, for PC games where it's like, now no, you play as X-Men characters. It's still the same game, yeah. you know, but now Wolverine's got a gun for some reason. That's it. It feels like it pulls punches. And that's why I'm that excited about this DLC for Borderlands 2 because it feels like it just goes, this is what it is. If you don't like it, screw off because it's just like it's pure. <laughs> and I like that. But yes, we should probably jump on to some of the old the, the news. Have we got any news items very briefly? Oh, we need we need Dave, don't we? We're, we're Dave's at home like doing terrible he's things. Getting a, well, oh. <laughs> no, he's, he's just on holiday. He's just getting achievements. Yeah. We know no, that's that's true. God, terrible achievements. Been playing. I now feel like we need a soft fade. That cuts to like Dave in his pajamas going, oh, Dead Island Riptide. Oh, zombies. playing Sneak King on an imported 360. I love that he knows it's wrong though because you say, what have you been playing? And he's like, oh, I just want to tell you. He's like a drug addict recovering. Yeah. He's well in touch with his problem. Dead Island is methadone. Yep. Pretty much. No, don't say that. <laughs> Get that on the box. They'll only put it on the box. <laughs> Videogamer.com. Okay, so the uh, the big news this week, I guess, is EA have got themselves a, a handy little deal. This is the best um, news, and if you don't think it's the best news, then you're wrong. So they've got the... <laughs> there you go. Screw your opinion. So they've got the exclusive rights to develop and almost, publish... Almost exclusive rights. Yeah. Star Wars games. There's mobile and tablet games mobile gone to tab- Disney. There we are, of course. Um... But that's, yeah. No, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. I mean, they got the studio to do it. Hopefully that means we'll get proper KOTOR 3 now. You've got DICE, Visceral. Oh, my DICE. uh, BioWare. BioWare. Yes, precisely, all right. Steve has just looked through the looking glass and seen the reality. Oh, DICE, Frostbite. DICE, Frostbite. 
Oh, well, they've already half said blowing up. Ah! They've already said the dice are going to work on a battlefield style Star Wars game. It's over. So it's I, out front, won't it? I'm resigning. Yeah. Video games just became amazing. Yes, precisely. I am more excited just to play Devil's Advocate a bit, and because I mean it, that Bioware will actually now make Kotor three. Not yeah. weird Kotor that... MMO that doesn't work properly and costs hundred million dollars and nobody played. Sam but it's got you're... talking in it. It's got five hundred hours of talking that nobody will ever but listen I to. I like I like the Old Republic. I played it. It was good, but. Fuck you. I want KOTOR 3. Yeah. That's what I want. KOTOR 2, which is still broken. I'd be happy if they went back and just fixed KOTOR 2. Yeah. yeah. You still, for the record, I've never said, I've said this on so many other podcasts, but not this one. I play KOTOR 2 backwards compatible on my Xbox 360. Doesn't work. You can't do the last two hours of the game. Oh, that is a, that's a bug. And they know this, Microsoft, because I no. rang them and told them. And they said, yeah, we know, we don't have to do about it. They said, <laughs> they, said, they said to me, this is years ago, they said to me, to be honest, like, not a lot of people complain, so we're just going to leave it. I've never finished KOTOR 2, you assholes, because oh, I couldn't God. go through the 60 hours of doing it again. Well, well that, if it makes it any better, I've heard from lots of people that people, coders looked at KOTOR 2 and there was loads of stuff that was supposed to be in the ending that they just didn't implement because they were out of time. screws up then? Maybe. I think it was basically, it was apparently, when people read all of the, the dialogue and stuff that was in the game, Apparently it was awesome, but they just never had time to put it in. It's a great okay. game code. Some of the characters in Code Obsidian are Obsidian are really good at making amazing games that they never quite managed to finish. <laughs> that's like, that, that's their top trump ability. It's Alpha, a great shame. Alpha Protocol. Yeah. So good. Even uh, Vegas, New Vegas. Yep. I, I really despise the fact that, that everyone thinks that New Vegas isn't as good as Fallout 3 because of the bugs, because it's like the bugs weren't their fault. That was Bethesda's engine. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, it was partly their fault. I was going to say, they love they love bugs. They are really good but, at bugs. But they're so <laughs> ambitious. That's the thing, though. Yeah. I love Obsidian. I think they're amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I want a proper sequel to Code Tour. Like, I want a proper... Yeah. In that canon, I want all that stuff. I want characters to come back. I want all of that stuff. I want DICE to do a Battlefront-type oh, game. Because as you said the other day, Matt, there's actually no one else on the planet that could do it as well as that. Yeah. It's just not. They there are, is no yeah. game that is like Battlefield that is done better than that. Therefore, all you've got to do is reskin it. That's, that's the power of Star Wars, is that you get that license... Get the characters, Angry get Bird the worlds. But if you put that into anything, all of a sudden it becomes more interesting. Dice are a studio that realised dreams, and there are so few that do. <laughs> oh my <laughs> day. No, seriously, right? <laughs> hear me out on this. I know this sounds ridiculous, but hear me out on this, right? Because the thing about Dice is, when I was a kid, right, you imagine what would be the ultimate sort of war game, right? And you think, Call well... No, no, because you think, well, you could be like, it's you'd, have, you'd have, obviously, like, if you're a kid, you'd be like, it's a massive map, right? You're a man, but you can get in tanks and you can drive them, but you can get into all the different seats of the tank and do different things. You can also get to helicopters, you can get to planes, and all this stuff, right, that we all hoped video games would be like when we were growing up. Mostly, they haven't been. We're still playing exactly the kind of games that we used to play, just shinier and nicer. However, dice are not, they don't compromise, and they know what yeah, game true, they want to make, and they make it, and they do insane stuff to make sure they make it. And I just, I was saying to you, Simon, the other day, it's like dice making Star Wars. It's like, oh, right, do you want a game where you can be like a uh, hoth dude, but then you can get into an X-Wing and fly in space and fight in space and then maybe fly down again and then get on a speed bike? It's like, yeah, that seems to me like the sort of game that dice will probably yeah, make. Yeah, and that makes my head explode with excitement. <laughs> you know, I said this when LucasArts died. Everyone's like, oh, LucasArts dead. It's like, yeah, LucasArts died 10 years ago. Now we're going to get good Star Wars games and fuck me, we're going to get a good Star Wars game. At least yeah. one. Let, let's, well, let's be fair to LucasArts. Did you guys see the uh, the leaked footage of Battlefront 3 or the stuff they'd been working on? Oh, yeah, on? it was awesome. That, that idea of... But that wasn't to, them. That was somebody else. Well, the idea... Yeah, but still, uh, the, the footage was cool, man. Did you yeah. see the transition between ground combat and air combat? Dice will do it better. Well, as long as they do it, something like that, I, I will be definitely. very happy. Oh, argue with him, Chris. Go on. Go on, do it. Go on. Do it. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, I agree. There isn't really... 
<laughs> I want them to make a good Battlefront game as no, well. No, they will. They, I mean, that's the thing. DICE is one of those studios. I mean, I still have a massive hard-on for Mirror's Edge. I know it had its problems, but I mean, I loved Mirror's Edge. Yeah. Like, to the point where I didn't realize how much I loved it until I realized I've been playing it solidly for about six months, whenever it came out in 2010. Well, they love it as well. They do, but, th- but that's, I think that's one of the reasons I loved it, is you could feel how much love had gone into that game. And it's so Moorish. I don't think I've ever played a game that felt more like drugs than Mirror's Edge. I could not stop playing it. They'll make it. They will make it. What, a new Mirror's Edge yeah. game? I, mean, I hope so. They, they, they oh. absolutely will. It might not be for another five years, ten years, but... But one day, yeah. Every time I've been to DICE, their walls are still covered in pictures of Faith, and yeah. they all wear... Mirror's Edge t-shirts oh, and have Mirror's Edge posters everywhere. They the story was it. garbage, don't get me wrong. I skipped yeah. every scut scene. But I mean, but that's why, that's why they will do this. They will do whatever they do with Star Wars. Should probably, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it's just DLC for Battlefield 4 to begin with. And then they build it out of that. But you've got that, Bioware. I know it's kind of all changed at Bioware, but you've got all the engine. Right? Yeah. Well, you've got not the engine, but you've got oh. all the materials right there. Just do it. And I don't know if Visceral are going to get involved. I'm not sure about but, Bioware at the moment. It's going to be make or break. They're in change. I'm so excited about it. Well, yeah. I'm excited, but I'm also... To A3. Mike Laidlaw, (sighs) producing the game, tweeted it's going to be at E3. And I went, I blew up a little bit. (laughs) So now I have to go and... I really hope it's cool. I, I think really it will be. It's cool. I, I think, think they it know it be. has to be because if it's not, then Dragon Age as a franchise is dead. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you have to hit a home run with this one. Because yeah. I like Dragon Age 2, but it wasn't the game I wanted it to be. Therefore, this one has to and be. And it's, it's a series that's so reliant on those hardcore fans. And yep. the hardcore fans were really unhappy. Yeah, a lot of them were. That's true. That's um, very, very true. So I think that. But also, I hope they don't end up making it too homogenous to try and please them. But that's, also, that's a, a question, so sorry, I was going to say if they've picked up uh, this lic- licensing deal. Will it affect some of those those uh, existing franchises? Will Dra- Dragon Age Three? Will there be more after that if they can put that team onto a well, Star Wars well, game? But by where they have so many different yeah. fractions now, I think they'll be fine. Uh, I know that they're, they're the Edmonton bunch that do the, the Dragon sure. Age games, and they're completely removed from even the guys that do Mass Effect. So I think they'll be fine. Before we go off the Star Wars point as well, I bet you any money that Visceral are finishing off thirteen thirteen. That's what I would say right now. Ooh. I think that they would have bought that because it finished apparently pretty much. Give it to Visceral. Look, just finish off what needs to be done. What else is Visceral doing? I don't know Death how Space finished. Four? I don't know how finished thirteen thirteen was. <laughs> and also thirteen thirteen, the tech, the way it works, is, has been made by ILM, so it's quite different to the way that true the games work. So I don't know. Okay, so maybe it doesn't come out as it was intended, but I bet you a version of thirteen thirteen comes out from Visceral. Yeah. Would be my with my gut. That's my gut feeling. I don't that know that's true. No, it does sound feasible. Yeah. Um, I just think there's a lot of people who say how much of thirteen thirteen have they actually made. Because I saw it, maybe I'm one of the few yeah. people in the world who actually got to see it firsthand. Yeah. And even what I saw was just um, them proving that the bit they showed at E3 was real time. <laughs> yeah. So apart from that, it was concept art. So I, a lot of people have speculated that actually maybe they hadn't really made much more of the game than maybe. that. Maybe. Maybe that's the And it was, was sort of a gamble to try and... Maybe that's one of the reasons LucasArts got closed. Because Disney looked at it and went, well, this is still two years away. That's all you've got. See you later. Yeah. Don't know. Quite possibly, to be Who honest. But, Who knows? Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously, I think that it is fair to comment as well, like especially with some of the stuff lately that you yeah, have been doing with microtransactions and downloadable games. Of course, we're going to get Yoda's Bejeweled Blitz bollocks. Um, yeah, I don't have a problem with that because I've always said this. If you don't like it, don't buy it and they'll stop doing it. It's yeah. as simple as that. Vote with your wallets. You know. The problem is people like, I mean, people like, you know, Real Racing 3 is massively controversial, but it makes more money than God. <laughs> so... Yeah, we can't really argue against well, I, it. I, I've way. always been like that. Like, regardless whether I like something or not, if I put my business head on, if I'm a businessman and I release something and it does well, then I'll do it again. Yeah. That's just, you know, the borderline basic knowledge. So if you don't like it, don't do it. 
but I would play that game you just said. What was it called? Yoda's. Uh, it's called Yoda's Bejeweled Blitz Bollocks. I'd probably play that. <laughs> I'd play, I'd play that. If you put bollocks in the title of anything, I'd probably at least check it out. I'd download the free version. Super Bollocks. <laughs> the Revenge. Exactly. But I mean, well, we've got a film with Yoda, haven't we, coming out at some point from Disney. So they'll be a film yeah, tie, I'm sure. Yeah. But no, just, yes, dice, Star Wars. That's all that matters. Yes. They can make, that's the thing, they'll have so much credence from that, they can make a lot of shite and no one's really going to be that bothered. Oh, man. Can you imagine getting into <laughs> I'm ATAs? I'm excited, about this. Honestly, like, having, honestly, seriously, guys. <laughs> Let's think about this for a Come second. Come on, right? You're on your feet, running around. You've got a little grappling hook. You grapple onto the bottom of an ATAT. It drags you up to it. You open up the shaft. <laughs> beg your pardon. <laughs> and you climb inside and you kill the guy. You stab him in the back, the guy who's driving it, and then you drive it. And that's the sort of thing where usually... My cynical brain now, after years and years of disappointment, will go, yeah, well, we'd like it to be like that, but it won't be. It'll be rubbish. But you sort of think, with dice, they could do that. Yeah. On the flip side of that as well, also, I bet you Visceral make the film tie-ins, the game tie-ins to the films. That's likely. I bet you they're on that boat as well. And yeah. I bet you they'll be half decent. Nothing amazing, but I bet they'll be it all It does right. feel like a nice opportunity for EA to actually start making some money again, which they need. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. Because I think they've had a rough time, as, I, as everyone. Yeah. Should we jump straight to some questions now? We shall do. Oh, we've got one more story that's just come in today um, with a few few scathing quotes that I'd like to Okay, go off. for it. Uh, this is Patrice Desolates. Oh, yeah. Desolate. 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 What did you call him? Desolates. No, no, I didn't. No, the we're not doing another pronunciation system. thing, Simon. Get abs in six weeks with the Desolate system. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I desolated my abs six times this morning. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that made, that created Assassin's Creed. Patrice Desolate. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, to be honest. Well... Today, unfortunately, he's been fired from Ubisoft and Ubisoft released a statement kind of saying that, you know, since the acquisition, uh, some of the discussions have broken down and unfortunately Patrice has left the studio. Patrice had slightly <laughs> different quotes um, from his point of view. Contrary to any statements made earlier today, this morning I was terminated by Ubisoft. I was notified of this termination in person. Come with me if you want to keep working on the Assassin's Creed franchise. Handed a termination notice and was... Chris, talk over the music, it'd be Unceremoniously escorted out of the building by two guards without being able to say goodbye to my team or collect my personal belongings. But just to jump in, this is literally, it is news, but it is no news at the same time. They fell out before. This yeah. is why well, he left. He came back about two months ago, I think. No, he did. Well, basically, yeah, the THQ thing went down. Ubisoft bought um, THQ Montreal. They, they segued it into Ubisoft Montreal. And I assume they were still working on 6066, which is Patrice's game. Mm -hmm. And surprise, surprise, I assume they fell out of exactly the same thing yeah. why he left in the first place. So yep. he left. As I always say, there's no beef without cows. Exactly. Or, I mean, Whatever that means. It's sort of like there's no smoke variation. without fire, it's like except it doesn't no make beef sense. Without cows. But that's the thing. Like this, it obviously, is a big, it's a big deal, and people are going to report on it. But I, I'm not shocked. They obviously didn't yeah. get on before. Obviously, he had a very, very strong vision for this game. Mm -hmm. Well, let's roll back as well. You look at what happened with Vince Zambella and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The thing with that was that was not black and white as well. Everyone was like, oh, Activision are evil. They fired them, not giving them a bonus. And it ended up looking like, I mean, speculating from outside, that these guys have been 
talking shit about their employers for a long time, possibly going and having meetings behind their back and doing all this stuff that basically put them in breach of contract. Mm. And so they've got to a point. Off to GameSpot. Oh no, but I still want all the money. Is that okay? <laughs> well, that's that's it. It's sort of like you know they've been they clearly it wasn't cut and dry, but they clearly been dodgy, and their employers found out about it and just went, "You're fired." So it's funny because he's talking shit and being like, "Oh, they've thrown yeah. me out. This is outrageous. They've got no leg to stand on." It's like Ubisoft don't strike me as being the sort of company that will get you forcibly forced yeah, out of the, the building thing, isn't it? immediately. What do you do without there being happen? something going on? This is the thing because when he when he went back not really by his own choice. I was like, I don't see how this is going to work because the whole point of him leaving was he had a very, very strong vision for what he wanted the Assassin's Creed games to be. Yeah. And they didn't agree with it. So they split ways. That's cool. That happens in every walk of life. This one must have been much more... What's the word I'm looking for? Not aggressive, but I use that word for lack of a better term because he was basically forced to go back yeah. there. And he, I mean, this is his game, 1666, which Ubisoft bought... And I'm sure, as they're allowed to do, they bought it. They said, no, no, Patrice, we should try this, we try this. And fair play to him. He's like, no, I've spent two years of my life making this. And now you're changing the whole concept. There's no, it doesn't surprise me that Spark flew. Maybe he did then see, right, who can I shop it out to? It doesn't surprise me at all. And I think yeah. it's a shame. And I well, think... Maybe he started deleting the scripts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't yeah. like it. I'm deleting all the files. <laughs> I'm deleting it. I think it both, I imagine that both parties will have a very, very fair leg to stand on. I think it's a horrible situation for yeah. both to be in anyway company that you fell out with before gets you back and you fall out with again i just think things don't get to that point without like you know it's like when you get that drunk guy walking around the street going i've been beating up they jumped on me six of them just jumped on me out for no reason it's like well yeah you probably called his girlfriend something horrible or or tried to throw a punch at him or something like this you know that that whole oh i don't know why this guy just punched me in the street for no reason it's always like yeah mate did you try and nick his you, kebab? Yeah, like, you, know. <laughs> you threatened him with a gun. Yeah, like there's there's always more to those stories than meets the eye. But um, dun, 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 dun. I think it was a shame. I think 1666 is going to be if it ever comes out, it's going to be really good. Oh, well, I'm excited so. about it, even though I don't know a lot about it. But you know, now he's oh, it's over. It's done. It's over. What a range of emotions there. I think I'm going to leave right now. <laughs> I think you just went through the seven steps or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. Simpsons yeah. style. In a second. <laughs> He's wiped away his tears. Yeah. It's done. But uh, time to bring back some of the tears, actually. I've got a few questions on Twitter. The first no, one I'd the, like to... It's the real news of the day. ...ask you, Steve, because obviously the real news of the day... Got a violin? ...is the King of Manchester United has been slain and, uh, by oh. a dragon. <laughs> Can I just point out... This is still... I, every time I hear it, I go, no. This is, I know if you're not into football or sport, you don't care, but this really is a big deal. It is a big deal for me because I know so little about football that Alex Ferguson is one of the few characters it, I exactly, know. Yeah, yeah. You can so grasp kind of, onto him. Yeah, 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 so yeah, now yeah. My, my grasp of the popular culture is becoming increasingly <laughs> weak. I'm, uh, I'm planning on waking up from this in, uh, in probably about two or three minutes' but time. even I feel like that. And I'm not a United fan. Steve is a hardcore you know, United fan. I support Arsenal. I love football. But even I feel like I'm going to wake up and obviously, obviously he'll still be in charge. He's Alex Ferguson. doesn't go anywhere. I... The news was kind of breaking last night, and um, well, there was the rumours, and so I went. It was on my mind. It's actually like on my mind. I was like, oh, no, it can't. It can't be. Right. I went to sleep, and I, I woke up, and I like you know when you're half in an hour of a dream, and I was like, this terrible dream. <laughs> Alex Ferguson is going to retire, and then I couldn't believe it's it. It's true. I could not. Alex's successor may have been named while we're in this room. David Moyes. David Moyes. <laughs> like David Moyes, think he's a very good manager. Um, and it's it's kind of going to be make or break. He could go on to be a fan. He could go on to be amazing. It's easy to say 
No, I don't want David Moyes because he's a bit unfancied and a bit unfashionable. But he's done great things at Everton. He's got similar he values. And if you get Mourinho, I'd love Mourinho because he seems to be the man that can step out from the shadow. Hey guys, I wasn't Matt, supposed Matt, to... You've, you've just I wasn't... I have, so we've ruined the question. Well, well look, whatever the question <laughs> well, is, mate, it's I'm upset and the answer is Jose Mourinho. Well, I mean, I was going to say that actually I didn't really want to have to discuss it until later because I'm technically under quite a lot of contracts and embargoes. But it's actually going to be me. I'm going to be, uh, <laughs> be replacing him. And my first act as the new king of Manchester United is... I'm just going to boil it all down into scrap and make a space rocket, right? <laughs> nice. And that's like Old Trafford, the players, just scrap, you all of it. it. You'd need it once just I find out about that. Space rocket, moon, right? I'm going to invent moon football. It's going to be like football, but on the moon. And to be honest, I'm just going to sell the rights to that sky and I'm just going to live, I'm going to be king of earth, really. It's <laughs> um, so a lovely, lovely promotion you've got yourself at. It's Matt. pretty good, yeah. I mean, I did talk to Tom. Unfortunately, he couldn't match the wage of king of earth. Uh, so Puts you in any tax bracket, it's, though. Yeah. It's pretty sad, yeah. The tax is going to be horrendous. Well, that's why I'm going to live on the moon, mate. Mm, it's no like, tax on the moon. It's like Jersey, but better. <laughs> um, but no, a uh, question we had from Mr. The delicious Mr. Joe Scrabbles was... Uh, what video game developer would be a good replacement for Sir Alex Ferguson? Jose Mourinho. Patrice Desolate. Jose Mourinho is not a video games developer. We've been through this. Yeah, he, he might be. He's not. A good. Name me yeah. one game. Come on, somebody else answer it then. You're oh, being silly. Okay, well. I guess somebody that works on Football Manager? Um, Miles rubbish? Jacobson? Yeah. Sports Interactive? Yeah. Do you not reckon like somebody like Randy Pitchford might be a good football manager just because he'd spin the hell out of it? I think he'd be good in press conferences. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he'd Peter do. Moore would be good in the press conferences when he has to go on the defensive to defend his team. Look, I've got a tattoo of a player that's, on my that's arm. That's what Alex Ferguson was famous, very famous for. Not the main thing, but Alex Ferguson was very famous What's the for? next question we have on the video game? <laughs> Let's jump on the next one. Um, somebody said, with DuckTales and Castle of Illusion getting remakes, this is Chris Williams, our sister, DuckTales and Castle of Illusion. Game remakes, what should be the next 16 bit era remake? I oh. say, and he's got this right actually. He says, I say Quackshot. And I'm like, e yeah, that's a good one. Eastwatch. Desert, Desert Strike. Oh, Did he bam, say 16 bam, bit? Bam, bam. Yeah. Bam, bam. Sorry, I'm just doing the tune. Bam, that's fine. DuckTales was a. Uh, wasn't 16 bit, was it? Um, it's pretty thirsty. Duck, no, it's Quackshot was probably. Quackshot, Quackshot wasn't the Mega Drive, wasn't it? Yeah, Mega Drive. It was awesome. But. The DuckTales game oh, wasn't yeah, on the wasn't. It was 8-bit, yeah. wasn't it? He's oh, right. 8-bit. Because if we go into 8-bit, I can say RC Pro-Am. Right. Right. Uh, I love RC Pro-Am. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. I love RC Pro-Am. It's such a good game. And now Rare make weird sports games. They should be making a new one of those. There should be, yeah. There's so many yeah, things. Get your business right. hat back on, Miller. <laughs> <laughs> in an ideal world, we just have more Viva Pinata. Oh, that's all I want in life. <laughs> I think they're done with that. I know. Yes. I, I get think that they're impression. done. Yeah. You once called it one of the. Well, what was what was your drastic quote about Viva Pinata in the I office? Think, uh, Best Viva, game. I think it's ever. one of the most important god games ever created. Yeah, but then yeah. they, they, just, they justified it. Yeah, even, no, I, no. even I bought into his into, yeah, his, into my madness. You immediately madness. just started yeah. purchasing. Viva <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pinata. Yeah, it's a compelling argument for another time. Um, what have we got? Somebody's asked, "What do we think of Mars Warlogs?" I don't think anyone's. Is it a video it game? It's a I can't believe RPG that Chris doesn't know about it. Chris knows all this stuff. He likes this stuff. Oh, it's, should you? Yeah, okay, I'm it's sorry. a sci-fi, a sci-fi RPG set on Mars. Quite oh, low budget. Right. I've never heard of it. I'm sorry. No, I hadn't heard. Well, I've heard of it, but I've not I played, it. played it. I'm sorry. I think we need to go on that. I think we do. Um, and also, somebody has said, "Have you guys already checked out?" This is from Geordie Waters Sabira which is an interesting name. Um, did you guys already check out Chasm from Discord Games? It looks promising. And I tell you what, I haven't checked out Chasm from Discord Games, but I did check it out, and it looks really cool. What's it's, it on? It's a PC game right. that's currently being kickstarted. It's already passed its Kickstarter, so it's definitely getting made. Congrats, uh, But it has three days to go, so 
if you are interested in it, then check, check it, it out. out. Because basically, it's a 2D pixely side-scrolling kind of Castlevania type thing where you're exploring procedurally generated mines and collecting treasure and killing monsters. And I just looked at that and went, that looks like the sort of game I like playing. <laughs> Especially because they seem to have just stopped making 2D Castlevanias in the same mm. way I used to like them. Um, so yeah, actually, I've never heard of it, but I was really excited by now. Um, so check it out this chasm. Video game community on yeah. the ball. On, on the, the ball. They're, they're fucking kicking balls around like nobody's business. Nice football analogy. I like it. It's good. Somebody, anyone play poker? Poker night games? Yeah, Dave Sc- yeah. uh, Scammer was talking about Poker it last week, how much he loved Poker Night 2. Yeah, it's supposed to be really cool. It's, it's got like, really um, funny, yeah, claptraps in it and Sam and Max and stuff. And GLaDOS. And, yeah. yeah, well, that's um, come out pretty much now-ish. And anyone, uh, Clockpunk asks, what's our favourite iteration of the game on PC or console? And do you play in real life? This is, this is Poker games? Yeah. Oof, I don't even know. Uh, I do play in real life, not very well. I always have to have the rules explained to me before I sit down because I forget. <laughs> I can't I, even remember the last... I, did, I tell you what, the last poker game I played was the Red Dead Redemption minigame of poker where you could sit down. That's how little I played Simon, we should play sometime, man. Yeah, you're probably cool. Yeah, Are you quite good at poker then, Chris? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not really. No, I can play Texas Hold'em. All right, that's about it. I, He's bluffing us. He's a liar. That's, what, that's a poker thing, man. I, I like. can see it in his eyes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, what, what are the kind of... Poker games are the text. Hold on, give me another variation. Uh, anyone well, it's just five card something. Five card poker. Straight, five card five stud. Card strip stud. Texas Hold'em. I don't know. I don't play poker. I don't know. Go this is Jimmy. Not my... Go Johnny. Go 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 that, go. That's my favorite version. It's <laughs> a great one. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so yeah, no. My answer is just no. In games, though, I reckon Red Dead is awesome. I do oh, like yeah. the game version of Red Dead. It's yeah. really well. I remember having an awesome, awesome game of poker in Red Dead where it was next to a train track, I think, in a yeah, little hut, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I tied this guy up that I had to kill. And I'd left him on the train tracks <laughs> and I sat down oh, and played some poker Love until it. I heard the train coming and then boom, and then yeah, mission accomplished. Brilliant. Absolutely but it was brilliant. just like, yeah. Yeah, I've done it. I <laughs> have done it. <laughs> I love that game. That's got to be in my top 10. Oh, um, what else we got? God, um, well, one of them from Declan says, how do you feel about the retirement of uh, Sir Alex Ferguson? I think we know that. Just Steve's one word, been, Steve. Gutted. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen that. Heard that word said with such. Twenty-six genuine. years of success. You should be celebrating. Oh, well, his, I, I his am. Career. I'll be celebrating when I'm at the stadium to see the trophy being lifted and all that sort of shit. But then um, I will do a cry. I love <laughs> it. As someone who really thrives on on genuine human. Um, your tears save me. <laughs> yeah, like, I love it. I Just love put this glass under your face. I drink it later. I love how irrationally upset and angry you've been today. I'm always quite angry. But yeah, you're like a, a dog trapped in a fish tank. I'm go- I'm actually, I'm actually lobbying to go home on for the rest of the week on compassionately. The week off. I've got to go and cry we, all we, of the tears. We joke, but people will do this. Mm. Some people are not going to work tomorrow because of that. Losers. I, I remember reading a news story, and it was, it was in the Sun, like hundreds of years ago, it seems now. But when um, it was one of those, it was the middle story, the human interest story, and it was uh, a picture of. Um, a Man United fan, and he was looking really glum, like head in hands. And his wife was sitting next to him, looking very stern. <laughs> and the, like, the headline was, <laughs> "He didn't bat an eyelid when uh, when I said I was divorcing him, but when Cantona left, he cried like a baby." <laughs> and I was like, "I know your pain, friend. I know your pain." 
Uh, Just my... be less emotionally involved. Oh, I tried to be emotionally sake. detached from everything, but Manchester United is the only thing I've got left, and now it's gone. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. That's, I'm joking. That's it's not gone. Sake. Whoever... I... Anyway, let's move on. What's the next yeah, question? Well, uh, that's the end of my Twitter questions. <laughs> any from the forum? Uh, I'm not sure that we, we had any. I'm not sure we looked I've at the forum. Down. Uh, how, how are Bla- Blame the Brats. Yeah, no, one course. job, Chris. Yeah. Last you had night one we, were, job. we were playing uh, Dark Souls Pants Man live stream. I watched a bit of it. It made me laugh. It I made me laugh it. when some guy hadn't been there for a couple of weeks and he didn't know what Onion Bro was. And <laughs> you had to break the news to him and he was devastated. Oh, was man. I'm so stupid. I wish I could kill the Onion Bro. <laughs> Everyone hates me now. Um, but I love Pants Man. It's my favorite thing to do. But um, we started a little hashtag called Blame Chris. Just mm-hmm. blaming Chris for everything. I didn't know this. I oh, missed that Simon bit. I'm so involved. I'm so involved in blame Chris. Why blame Chris when it could be blame Brat? <laughs> oh, you're right. Blame yeah, that's Brat. Poor. That is poor. We so should actually have our own podcast either. called Blame Brat. Blame you Brat. could blame him for Ferguson retiring. <laughs> I could blame from no RC Pro-Am. I just sit here looking sullen. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's great. New feature. Um, we do have the member of the month competition. Obviously, last week, the podcast competition, we announced the winner. Yep. Which is very cool. This time, it's for the kind of community interaction we have the voting system on the forums yeah uh, I should probably just mention really briefly what we do is once a month we have member of the month we get three prizes uh, which are provided from the lovely shop2.net and basically you can win any game of your choice up to 50 quid which is let's be honest pretty much any game all you want to all you got to do is every month we have a competition we have to do something slightly skill based but usually we try and reward people for being hilariously bad <laughs> uh, and then there's also one for every month that people on the forum vote for their favourite person on the forum that month for doing funny things or etc or posting cool comments they win a game and then anybody who votes for somebody is in with a chance of winning a game so basically if you haven't signed up to our website yet to post comments on the podcast or anything you like basically then you should because it's a really good chance of actually getting a free game the you voting, can win stuff the voting it's, one in particular is the easiest way to win yeah. a game ever all you have to do is once a month just send a message a private message to yeah. Chris on the forum mm-hmm. if you want to while you're there you can also blame him for something in that <laughs> message you could maybe you know sexually advance towards him That's in inappropriate fine. ways you can do whatever you want he's, he's like a toy <laughs> um, and then <laughs> I hate this joke <laughs> uh, but then you, you, you got a chance of winning a, a free game we'll post it to you you don't even have to pick it up you just go what game do you want we'll send you a game it just turns up for the it's love like of magic. god next month I want I want all of you in my in my office and we're, we're going to sort this out but yeah who's won games this month the member of the month the one voted for the best community interaction was Mr Endless Endless congratulations Endless you won a game Woo. and yeah. and as from the voters this was completely random but I do really like this name as well Daza Davey Daza Davey it's a good name to say isn't it so congratulations to those two people yeah, I'll that, be in um, contact with them later and today if you're listening to podcasts and you're not signed up to videogamer.com just maybe take a moment to feel about how stupid you are and the fact that you could have, it could have been you. Yep. Yeah. And just ponder into the sky. And you can even yell at us for the things we've written about or said and then we'll respond. That's, that's yeah. Fun. You literally, you could win a prize just for signing up and calling us idiots exactly. for a whole month. How good um, is that? Which is mental. I'm really angry about that. <laughs> I'm really annoyed. But that's just the way the world is. Um, but we also have a, uh, a, briefly a new competition for next month, which I've just invented in my head. Right, okay. Oh, God. So this the next month's scary. competition, you will need to find the thread on the forum, which probably won't be hidden terribly well. And um, I want to know what the next Xbox looks like. Now, obviously, oh, I like that. the end of this uh, competition will probably be after they actually show us what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, two, two weeks away, around. everybody. Two weeks two away. Two weeks away. So I want to know what it looks like. And I want you to draw me a picture either using pens and pencils and papers or just MS Paint. Bit of glitter, perhaps. Bit of glitter, glue, whatever you like. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want any specifications. 
I don't want anything. I just want to see what it looks like. And if anyone wants to design it like Homer Simpson's made-up car, I would be against that. <laughs> just just do whatever you want. If you need to have a couple of details, a little annotations explaining some of the features, then that's yeah. fine. But just draw me. Well, I just want to see the future. So <laughs> if you could do that. And actually, as, a, as it went down so well last time, do enter because at the very least, we'll probably put together a kind of heart-style gallery showcasing <laughs> the best ones. So even if you're worried that yours is so rubbish that you're just going to get laughed out of town, at least let us laugh you out of town exactly. in the form <laughs> with you. of beautiful video yeah, yeah, yeah. and laugh with you and enjoy this beautiful moment. Exactly. So you've got a month to do that. So get on the forums and start posting absolute nonsense. Show us the future. Show us the future, for the love of God, so we can change the future. <laughs> yeah. It's not too late. Well, there probably will be by the time the competition finishes. Yeah, it probably will be, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But I think that's about it for this week. Any last business, sirs? No, I'm all businessed out. It's time to uh, go and, and reflect on the day as we embrace mm -hmm. the, the rest of it. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's uh, quite beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, I made it off the top of my head. I might get them embossed on a diary. <laughs> 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 it's beautiful, Simon. You touched me. No uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening once again. My name is Matt Lee. has been joined by Chris Bratt. Yep. Simon Miller. Yo. And Steve Burns. <laughs> See ya. Bye.